0: Hello, and welcome to the Eating 1871 podcast with me, Jeremy Inson. I'm talking to the people involved and bringing you all the news from Eating Trailfinders amateur men's section. I hope you enjoy the show. It's week five. We're feeling a little bit, uh, I think it's probably fair to say, not quite in shape because the man we're talking to today is a man who is responsible for whipping the team into shape. He's a man with a strong background at s is of course, Cavan Fitzpatrick, the S&C coach. Good afternoon, Cavan.
1: Hello, Jez. How are you?
0: Very well, thanks. Now, S&C coach, can you explain what that involves to the, uh, the uh, uninitiated?
1: Um, well, it's basically I bully people until they're fit. So um, we uh, it's strength and conditioning. It's making sure the boys are ready, working out wise, strong enough for the season ahead. Uh, And yeah, that's just what I do. I help out when I can.
0: And how much do you obviously you, you linked in with the physio as well, Matt and Eric. How closely do you work with those two to make sure that people aren't pushing themselves too much?
1: yeah far. very much yeah very much so so obviously i'm not the lead snc anymore that's now uh connor who's taken over um but i help out when i need to um and link very closely with the physios because oh listen you don't want to get we don't want to be out longer than you ever need to so need to work closely with them in order to make sure the boys are fit and ready and can do what needs to be done how did you get into snc what, what sparked your interest way back when or Oh, well, uh, it's, it's, it's a very boring story. Um, I went to university, done a sports science degree in teaching, um, was a teacher for a little while. And I just sat there and I was like, what two things do I love doing? I said, I love the gym and I love coaching. So here we go. Started my own PT business. And then that slowly evolved into different areas of wanting to specialize. Um, SNC was one of them, just making sure uh, keeping the boys fit for rugby.
0: Of course, amateur rugby, not always. Not always associated with healthy eating appetites, Uh, a lot of beer, (laughs) a lot of fast food. How do you, uh, how much work have you done with the lads and sort of ensuring that maybe Monday to Friday or up to the match, they're eating the right things so they are ready to go?
1: It's uh you can only do so much um but it's it's making sure the boys are fresh and ready for a saturday so it means if you are going out on a friday a little bit less rather than a little bit more you can always have some more after the game and making sure nutrition wise you had enough energy pre pre game getting your carbohydrates in really really powering you through the whole session because we all know what it feels like after 60 minutes and going i'm running out i've got nothing left need more
0: (laughs) Some more than others, Cav. Some more than others.
1: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> That's when those gummy bears come round and are empty. The bag gets to you like, who took them?
0: I needed those. I think we're looking at the front row forwards there, to be honest.
1: Listen, well, I'm yeah, getting closer, I mean, so.
0: How's things for rugby, how's it evolved? It's sort of everyone, everyone seems to have a bit of buying buy-in these days. Maybe 20, 30 years ago, you would have said there'd been a lot more players ducking out of the fitness sessions, perhaps.
1: Very much so. I think what's happening is, and you can see it from the premiership, downwards um everyone's just becoming very aware of their fitness levels and nutrition and what they're putting into their body so you could you could spot a a front row or a lock a back rower 10 years ago you can go yep yeah, that's where you played it now everyone's looking the same you've got wingers who are six foot 95 kilos running like the clappers you've got wiry back rowers now it, the, the game has evolved to be just quicker and more athletic overall it's not just big boys running hard
0: I mean, and that's, that's a bit like society as well, isn't it? I mean, there's so much more gym culture, you know, sort of the magazines and and, and online and in. be honest, half of Instagram, probably including yourself, uh, are made up of people flexing yeah, like, well. their pecs and <laughs> showing off their muscles. But follow also people about what they're eating, you know, sort of healthy eating. How much, again, from a more of a wider societal uh, point of view, have you noticed that as well?
1: Very much so. Everyone's now very conscious of what they're putting into their body because, well... The internet makes a, a, a great thing. And a lot of myths are getting dispelled from back in the day. The only person you used to be able to ask is your parents. What what should I eat? i oh, eat my greens, eat this. And then you realised, oh, some of the stuff you were saying, that weren't right either. <laughs> so everyone's just becoming more aware as a society. We still have our issues, obviously, with the rising obesity levels. But I, I think that's been more more counteracted with the, the new age of um, players and everyone coming through.
0: Now let's uh, let's turn to the rugby itself. Obviously, we're eating the right things now. We know what to do to get ourselves in shape for a match. You're playing tomorrow, of course, the, the home match at Tab against Tabard. Um, yes, first one under the new leadership of Lewis. If you haven't heard his podcast, that was episode four, so it's on our on the various channels. Give that one a listen. But we're chatting to Cav now. Uh, you're in the back row. Indeed, uh, it's a bit of a change. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> I've been a winger fullback 13 when I need to be for uh, how long have I been playing rugby for now uh 18 19 nearly 20 years now I've been a um, uh, a flying back as I like to say however this year under the tutelage of Percy he's now moved me into the back row so I've played I played 6 7 played 8 um I'm not going to lie been loving life I get way more of the ball and I get to do what I do what I like doing best which is hitting people <laughs>
0: I mean the fact that you're, you're what you're six two six three is fair to say
1: six yeah six one so six one you've been
0: a bit of a lineout option as well
1: yeah no so I had to learn that uh, the last couple of weeks and, and going up in the air that's a, a lot more fun I tell you that first session I was learning I was a bit daunting because you go up
0: <laughs> yeah exactly two prop forwards flinging you in the air not 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 for I, the faint-hearted
1: yeah they just got got to remember to take me help me get down as well because it's a long way down. <laughs> I dare say. But it's fine. Uh, it I mean, fun. how
0: long have you been at the club? You've always seemed to be around. But I can't keep <laughs> the first point, the first time I have sort of encountered you.
1: Uh, yeah, when so did you join? I would have joined in, I think, 2002. So just before the 2003 World Cup uh, with England winning. Um, even though I'm a green supporter, obviously, um, I joined. Yeah, when I was 12, and just bar a stint of when I was travelling and obviously being at uni been part of Eden ever since like it's my club can't go can't go anywhere else.
0: And as you mentioned, you just mentioned the green that's in you without like Cavan Fitzpatrick, there's there's clearly a bit of Irish through flowing indeed. through your veins.
1: Uh, Plastic paddy.
0: <laughs> Anglo-Irish. London Irish, I think probably a fair <laughs> indeed, way. Indeed, indeed. Uh but did you I mean how much were you involved <laughs> with GAA sports and and sort of how much of a crossover were those were there?
1: massively so i played gaelic before i played rugby so i played gaelic from the age of like ooh, seven or eight i'd say um and i tell you what i i was when i was younger i was playing gaelic one one half of the season then into rugby and, and going round and it just builds you into a more well-rounded athlete and it's so quick so when i go from a gaelic season to a rugby season fit as a fiddle when i go rugby to gaelic oh i got some work to do you're listening to the ealing 1871 podcast.
0: Blue green. We've gone up a league this year. The, the S&C side of things, how much more important does that become? With that very
1: much. Up? Yeah, very much so. I think what a lot of the the players have been educating, they're like, yeah, we've got to do s and to get faster and quicker. I'm going, no, no, that's not the case. It's about keeping you strong enough so you can go and play the game and be an in injury prevention. That is the biggest key because you want those core players consistently playing that building that confidence as a whole, but the whole squad because we've got a lot of people. I think there was what seventy-seven players played in the first team last year, so we have a, a big roster in in terms of going forward. And it's just about keeping the boys fit and healthy, um, especially now it is a a higher league, so you're going to get fitter people, stronger. So we just need to match them at the same time.
0: One thing I suppose the big the big change we've had over the years is the fact we're now using the the professional teams. Jim, how much has that opened up your world in the last couple of seasons since we were given oh, the keys to that kingdom?
1: Oh, massively! It's just uh, well, I, I had to step into the the lead role in terms of S and C. So teaching the boys how to move from the beginning, um, making sure they're squatting right, deadlifting right, because the the carry across to being strong on on the pitch. Um, but it's been great. I've loved being a part of it. Um, this year, I've had more work commitments myself, so I've had to then step back and just more of an assist role when um, when needed for the s I run the warm-ups and whatnot, getting the boys running on on match days, but that's about it. Let, let Connor, uh, he's doing a great job so far in keeping the boys fit and healthy and uh, keeping it ticking.
0: What was it like when you went in there the first time? Was it sort of like walking into the uh, oh. into Wonderland?
1: It is an well, bliss listen, kids go to the playground. That's our version of an adult playground. You get to play around on all these new new bits of equipment, these squat racks, um, you've got all the barbells, dumbbells. Um, there's a this great like space to do everything you need to. And there's there's obviously two gyms uh, in that sense. So we had one of them. Um and throughout covid we were running some stuff making sure the boys are keeping fit um and especially we've done a pre-pre-season so a lot of boys came in done some snc beforehand and we just had full ross full roam of what we needed to so we had 40 lads in there at a time really just getting it done
0: now you mentioned covid those famous zoom sessions how (laughs) how were they for a start and so how did you how did it affect your business as well because because this is your livelihood working with people
1: very, very much so. So in terms of the the rugby, we were doing live Zoom sessions. So I was running some hit sessions, some body weight stuff. If people had equipment, we we use that when we can, just to keep the boys ticking. And keep them within the club because a lot a lot, of, uh, a lot of clubs have been struggling keeping membership and and keeping those players so it was really good to just have the boys involved and, and it was a great way to especially during covid times just to socialize even with, like we we'd finish the workout we stay on the zoom and we just all have a chat together and just shoot the shit really excuse my french um that's right, that's right. And in we terms your podcast <laughs> yeah of course my bad um and then in terms of um how did covid affect my business oh well, I lost about 70% of my business um so so it was more about just pivoting slightly. I do a little bit of more sales now, and but it's all come full circle. Got my own gym, so everyone comes to me now, which is always a benefit.
0: Oh, who can blame? Them? Who can blame? Them? And, and you know, It's sort of one thing with the fitness, it's, it, it's sort of longevity of players has picked up, hasn't it? I, I can't talk from personal experience here, but uh, you know, there are, in general, people are able to count on. People are more aware. How much has that helped? You know, keep the, the strength of the squad and. And numbers good at training and some such
1: oh 100 like I said it, it comes back to people we, we want you in the gym to be injury proof bomb proof you want you want to be playing every week and you can definitely see the boys who have been there religiously uh, they get less knocks they recover a lot quicker and that does help with longevity because like I said I'm one of the the older lot in the teams these days um but we've got lots of different teams um with boys who are keeping themselves fit and ticking along you look at ash spencer he's been playing forever in a day as well he's like same premise don't uh, know if finally, he's doing the lifting aspect but you know <laughs> yeah absolutely
0: uh, in terms of we don't like to 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 praise the players too too much but if there was a uh, one player who's really surprised who really stepped up in the gym anyone you'd like to give a quick mention to oh
1: uh, it's got to be dan ford listen The transition that that man has made during the COVID times—he lost. He he went from a a front rower down to nine. Um, Really, his fitness level, his strength, and he's carried it on throughout. So, very impressed with Dan Ford and what he's put into it.
0: There we go. We'll get him on in a few weeks. He can tell us about. (laughs) I will be loving it. That knowing Danny. no, you'll love it. You'll love it. Exactly. And finally, just as the season's ticking on, how does how does all this SNC role change as as we go deeper into the season? Uh, and those knocks are picked up and, and match fatigue comes yeah so
1: obviously there's different uh different times of the year where you're going to do different things pre-season you want to get fitter you're going to do a little bit more strength aspects power work sprint stuff so when it comes to in season it's just doing the minimum required that doesn't fatigue you for playing but keeps you ticking over um so Yes, boys are going to take knocks, um, but it's not a, a point of take a knock, completely and utterly rest. Let's say you've got a leg injury. It's all right. Get in the gym. Let's do some uppers. We'll have a cross. Make sure you're you're doing something at least. Um, but it's it's more maintenance mode more than let's really progress in the gym at this moment in time.
0: All right. Final one. A uh, player comes to you, hasn't played for a few years. Uh, he's dropped out of rugby for years, work, uh, university, but still, let's say he's in his late 20s. Uh, Mm -hmm. want to come back into playing rugby in terms of from the fitness point of view what type of advice would you give him or her before they come back to playing
1: i would say get back to playing whenever you can just do what your body can require at that point because you're not going to be uh, fit enough and ready enough to to go out there do full smash so take everything with a pinch of salt so start off slow listen to what your body's saying come down for a couple of sessions start getting in the gym as well so i would probably do that beforehand start working on your strength training really getting those big lifts in um getting you ready for what what will be a hard season ahead if you uh want to continue with it
0: brilliant well thank you very much for chatting cav and telling us all about it and we'll see you in the gym. Sometime in the near future.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much for having me, Jess. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening. Join us next time and remember to subscribe and follow us on all the usual social channels. Lead Green.